Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Simon Barrett, and this is another edition of the Week in Reviews, a chance to sit down one-on-one with someone in the entertainment world. My guest today uh, is very well-known, certainly very well-known to me and to uh, our audience. He's been on a couple of times. Um, I, I think it's fair to say that he has played with more bands than um, anyone I can think of. His his current band is National Wrecking Company, and his name is Randy Pratt. Randy, welcome to the program. Simon, great to be back. Good to hear your voice. (laughs) <laughs> Makes it's me think of, of sunny old England. I'm sure you're. I'm sure you're in some quaint little village in England right now, um, having a cup of tea while you talk to me. <laughs> well, actually, truth be told, I'm uh, sitting on the deck uh, of the house. It's hotter than Hades, and I'm in deepest, darkest Mississippi. What? My God, what do they think of your accent there? Um, <laughs> uh, I, I moved here 10 years ago, actually 11 years ago, and um, for the first week, I, I was scared to walk into a store, because right? everyone <laughs> said, you're not from around here. <laughs> <laughs> That's a compliment in Mississippi. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Sorry, sorry. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. A lot of great music came from Mississippi. I've never been there. I've played almost every state in the, in the in the country, but I've never been to Mississippi. And I was just telling my wife I, I want to go to Mississippi. So let's talk about. Your new adventure. I, I, I wasn't joking um, in the intro. I'm, uh, every time we talk, that there's a new band, a new twist. And um, now, now we have National Wrecking Company. Um, tell us about bit about the band and uh, and the album. Well, I've known Jimmy Coon as a singer in the band for a long time, since uh, the early 90s. We became friends in the city, like a band I was in at the time, and um, we shared a lot of tastes. I guess we, it took us a long time to, to be in a band together because he's kind of um, a con- He's a, he controls his projects. He you know he writes the lyrics. He he wants things the way he wants them, and and uh, he doesn't like to sing other people's lyrics. I'm 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 a, I'm I've always been a lyricist, 
and I, I just I just watched him and he watched me, and then we got into cactus together, and that was fun. Um, and uh, we've that was in 2005, and we've been you know we've been playing since. So we have a new lineup and a new album of that band coming. I play harmonica in that band, and um, anyway, I've always been trying to think of a way to collaborate with him. And um, when I started to uh, experiment with pedal boards with the bass, special effects, you know, pedal boards, um, old school analog stuff, but really out of this world, weird sounding ones um, only. (laughs) I um, sent him some arrangements, uh, bass, drums, and guitar, and he immediately loved it and said he'd always wanted to make an album that sounded like um, Born Again by Black Sabbath with uh, Ian Gillen on vocals, which is one of their most reviled albums, but I happen to love it too. But um, I guess the mood of it was 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 what he was comparing to that. But it, the, 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 the thing that's, to me, fun and unusual about this project is that it's written bass first, sometimes to a click track, sometimes with, with one of the two drummers that we're using, one of the drummers is uh, T.C. Tolliver from um, from the Plasmatics, who, uh, and the other other one is a guy named Neil from Sicilian uh, from Long Island, and um, it, uh, it's really heavy, <laughs> I think, um, and bass first, which kind of makes it heavier. And these effects are otherworldly. You'll 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 hear things that sound like choruses of druid. Druid uh, chanting and and um, mellotrons and and the swirling whirling sounds that mu- you figure must be keyboards or something done in, uh, by the by the engineer, but it's actually all the pedal boards on the bass um, p- put right up front in the mix, and it's, um, it's it's been really fun doing it, and it's it's. Um, another thing we did was we pur- I pur- we purposely I purposely chose two guitar players. If you notice in heavy metal bands, a lot of times that have two guitar players, they can't help but kind of sound similar when they solo and the style. You know, like I, mean, I, I just saw the new version of Judas Priest, and they were amazing. But but you know, it's kind of hard to sometimes to differentiate in, in a heavy band between the two guitar players when they're in full full uh, gallop. In this band, I chose one guy who was a shred prodigy kid who was about 21. He was 20 when I met him, actually. I, I had a band, a different band with him. And just just for technical ability, he was one of the most amazing musicians I've ever worked with. And the other guy is uh, the first good guitar player I ever played with in my parents' basement in the 70s. And he's a finger stylist now, like, like um, Jeff Beck or... or Mark Knopfler, the, who I was so sad to hear just passed away, one of the greats. So the two of them are very different uh, sounding, and 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 that mixed in with a weird bass and everything. It's it's unusual, I think. And J- Jimmy's lyrics are extreme, and and his vocals are extreme. I don't know if you call it metal uh, or what. what. What did you think? Would you call it metal or, or, or just something I'm, unusual? You know, I'm, I'm really not sure. Um, <laughs> I, I, I like my punk. Yeah, I like my uh, metal. Mm-hmm. Um, it isn't punk, um, but it's got attitude. No, it isn't punk. 
right? But I, I, I think it's just really, really hard rock. I mean, okay. I, I hope I haven't ruined your day. Oh no, 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 no! I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm all over the place. I just did an album of romantic songs for my wife that I, I can't believe I wrote. Uh, it just sounds like Air Supply and um, Firefall and bands like that. Um, got a lot of known singers just put to sing. I was my wedding present to her, but um, yeah, no, I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm, I mean, I love metal, but I like. I like. Lots of kinds of music, right. funk and metal. I like that. I was used to say when I was in the Lizards, I'm looking to be at that spot where James Brown and Black Sabbath meet. It's like a sweet spot. <laughs> you know? What a great idea! Okay, that's, that's my that's, that's my life's that's my life search. <laughs> I I thought we play a track. Um. How does King of All, uh, All I See, sound to you? I I think it's going to sound good. All righty, let's take it out for for a spin. Yeah.
I'm a I, fan. I just love this track. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I want I want to say one thing about this band that's maybe a little unusual, maybe not, probably not actually. Um, our our producer is also our arranger. Um, uh, he, the guy who records us is very collaborative with the um, forming of the songs. His name is Josh Burrell. He, he's an Emmy-winning um, produ- um, producer, and and um, and he's at my house three days a week working on stuff, um, including the second album by this band. Uh, and um, he 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 should have all the credit he deserves for for helping helping this whole thing develop this the style of the band and and the way everything sounds. And he's more than just just a guy twirling knobs. He, he's involved in, in in the creation of the of the music. Oh, I'm, hear that, Josh? I, I said I, it. I, I, th- <laughs> I, I, I think uh, I, I think the music is wonderful. Oh, so, that's that's very nice. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> you know, um, I, I may argue over uh, semantics about whether it's metal or not, <laughs> but I really like it. You know, after I so, said that, that song isn't is isn't the most metal song on the record. The, 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 uh, maybe the next one you play might might sound more metal. Yeah, it, it's it's. You're right. It isn't it isn't strict enough to be metal, right? Right. <laughs> That's a strict. It's a, even though I love well, metal, it's it's very strict. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the key with metal is it's got to be loud, obnoxious, and um, oh, we've got that, don't uh, we? In, involves <laughs> the minimum number of chords. <laughs> okay, we haven't got that down too good. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, you're gonna have to try harder. And so, <laughs> well, I think we'll just probably just go our own route. But we want to be heavy. How about that? Heavy, heavy. Somehow, heavy, thought-wise, <laughs> lyric-wise, everything. <laughs> Actually, I, I rather uh, like the label of heavy prog. Cause okay, I, I, you know, I asked, I asked Billy. I said, "Is that is this prog?" And and, and he he thought maybe it wasn't. Uh, it didn't fit some of the um, prerequisites of that uh, genre either. I, I kind of like it when, when sometimes uh, you know, Josh will turn to me, the, the, the producer, and go, "What kind of music is this?" You know, like <laughs> I go, "I love hearing that." That's been that's been that that's been that my proudest and probably most self-destructive um, trait as a musician my whole career is. is um, Kind of going for something odd all the time, you know. <laughs> so, let, let me ask you uh, 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 an easy question. Well, probably won't won't turn out that way. Um, who else is in the band? Introduce them. Okay, uh, there's me and Josh. And then there's uh, who is the, the producer and engineer and and, and 
he arranges with us the the music. And then um, I got this guy, Jesse Berlin, who is the the shred guy, who's now in his nearing his mid twenties. He, he and he's um, he's just amazing. Uh, he's he's got the, you know the technique, uh, meticulous technique. And then the other guitar player is my old friend when I was just starting out in my parents' basement, Phil. And uh, Phil Bader is his name, and he he is a as I said, a finger stylist on a Telecaster. He plays my Strat on this stuff, but um, not metal, more like a blues, Mark Knopfler kind of a guy, as I said. But but he he went for this, you know. He 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 got into the vibe, uh, which was he said you, he said we really pushed him out of his comfort zone on this, which which is cool. I like that. But but he definitely adds an element that makes it inter- uh, interesting. Um, and the two drummers are very different. Um, uh, T.C. Tolliver was, was, you like punk. I mean, the, the plasmatics that were amazing. And um, he's, he almost sounds like a fusion drummer to me, whereas the other drummer, uh, Neil Fision, uh, who I played, played with, I took lessons from Bobby Rondinelli, who I used to play with, and has that kind of bottom feel more. Uh, so they're different enough that it's, it's fun. And um, who did I leave out? That's me on bass. And, okay. You know, Jimmy Coons is, um, is 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 more and more becoming uh, getting the respect he deserves. Um, he's touring with a band called Humble Pie right now, and he's been to Europe oh, Europe oh, a few times with it. And, Getting getting an amazing uh, response. I, I I I'm you know he I I'll tell you nobody nobody there's nobody better than him I can think of to fill that that those shoes which seem completely unfillable. I, I saw humble boy at the Fillmore with Cactus actually wearing the same clothes they wore on the live at the Fillmore album. It must have been like a couple of nights later. And uh, God, what a singer! But Coons. Uh, is one of a kind and a great, great lyricist. I'm and I'm very critical of lyricists, and and he's he's just great. He's he's great with words, and he he's got a voice that can it's, can go a lot of different places. He's he's so you you I mean, have you have two drummers and. Two uh, guitar players. I, I'm not counting you as a guitar player because you play bass. <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't call it a guitar. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I play some. Some of it's on six string and some of it's on four string. Uh, you know, in the Lizards, I played a six string, and then since then, I went after about I don't know 20 years on the, on a six string exclusively. I I went back to four string, and and now I make sure I play both every day because they, uh, they're different, they're different instruments. Uh, they're, they're different instruments. Uh, it's not the same instrument. It's like the difference between a, you know, uh, a banjo and a guitar or something, you know, it's the, the, they play them differently. You come up with different ideas. Um, so anyway, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I'm, uh, is it a challenge to 
um, create a, a musical work um, when you, you've got two guitars that, you know, obviously have different sounds, different feels, you know, um, different... Well, the interesting thing about this this music is is that it's cre- it's not created with everybody in the room at the same time it's, i i i kind of come up with the with with the with the riffs first um with with my engineer uh, and just let my mind i get a drummer in the you know one of the drummers in the room and i and i just let my mind go i don't have anything in my mind and i just start playing with these pedals and um and we come up with, you know, the riffs and stuff like that. And then my, you know, Josh will make sense out of that and help me arrange it. And uh, and then the guitar players come in one at a time and put their parts down. So that's that's how it's created. It's a little unusual in that way. It, um, and sometimes Jimmy will put his vocals down over just the bass drum track because uh, cause he, he gets t- so excited about it that he can't wait. And sometimes, um, you know, he doesn't. So it's the songs are written and uh, who, who is added after the bass is, is uh, dif- different on every song. Um, but the, uh, the group sound seems to seems to uh, hang in there. I think we we... we Keep, del- oh, I, keep delivering I, the goods. I, I think it's wonderful. I, you know, I, I'm still just trying to uh, figure out the uh, way that it works, or, or the why that it works. Let's. Um, because um, we're we're you know we're minor geniuses, right? Isn't that that helps? Okay. Yeah. Then that works. <laughs> But individually, that's uh, a group. Individually, we're we're kind of confused and and uh, and you know get lost sometimes. But but together, we we seem to make it equal, like one really smart guy, you know. Right. <laughs> so uh, I I'm sure I'm not the only person on the entire planet that has heard this uh, new album. Um, what, what, what sort of feedback are you uh, getting from... Uh, uh, it, you know, it, it's really just in, in, in uh, release right now. Um, Jimmy got it in the hands of people, people like Malcolm Dome and stuff like that when he was in Europe recently and a lot of, a lot of critics over there. And... Um, I have a, a, a PR guy that I used in the Lizards and other bands that I've been in. Uh, I know, I'm sure you know Billy James, who's who's releasing it now. So oh, the, yes. this is really this is really the first my first um, exposure to uh, a critic uh, with with the record. Hey, so I'm not um, a critic. You know, <laughs> well, it's critic. okay. I, I want you to be critical. It can all be good criticism, but if you want, but that's, <laughs> but I'll take the bad too. <laughs> but I'll believe the good stuff. <laughs> There's nothing on it that bothers me when, at the moment, but. Uh, <laughs> when does the album uh, go on sale? 
I would say um, it's in release at the moment, and uh, um, we're going to have to uh, have to. Uh, Uh, solidify exactly how how we're going to do that. Um, we we were selling them, you know, at, um, on cactus tours and stuff like that through Europe, and we sold a, you know a whole bunch of them that way. Um, that was kind of pre-release, and now you have in your hands probably a copy that has the uh, Bernie Torme song at the end. Do you do you have that or do you? I. Um, I, I don't have it. Um, uh, you may, you may have the official, actual first, first album, uh, which does not let, have that. But we we let, we, let. we put a, we put a song called um, uh, Overture at the end of, of it with, with uh, and uh, it was the last recording that Bernie Torme made, um, and that was for a second album, and we kind of put it on just to get it to. Uh, critics and writers and stuff like like people like you to to just kind of draw their attention to it more maybe say as a preview of the next record which is in the works already oh okay well, let's talk about uh Perny. um who was he what's his story bernie torme was first the first i heard of him was as the guitarist in the band gillen um Ian Gillen's probably most successful lineup that he had after leaving Deep Purple in the 70s and um, in the the 80s I I really noticed Bernie Torme for his look as much as anything because I was kind of going for the same look he kind of had a he, he, it was it was a period of hair metal, but he had a little bit of Johnny Thunders in him. You know, he had he, his hair was a little messier, and his clothes were a little more n- not the exact you know look of the day. It was a little more colorful, and and I I, I just kind of liked his fashion sense. So I started listening to him, and I thought he was great. And and then I I happened to see him at Madison Square Garden when he filled in for. Randy Rhodes, uh, about two weeks after Randy Rhodes died, um, I saw Bernie Torme play at the Garden and, and do an admirable job. For uh, He'd learned the songs in a week, I think, and it, which, which is amazing. I mean, you know, for anybody to do that. But, but I, he put on a great show, and, and, I, and we thought that he did great. He didn't end up being the, the official guitar player, but uh, I was privileged to see that. And you know, I've, I've listened to him and read about him over the years, and um, and Jimmy Coons became friends with him in his travel. He travels to England a lot, um, um, Jimmy, and uh, became friends with him and asked him to play on our, our, the album after this one, and and he did a track, and um, and we said, oh my God, that's fantastic. Uh, uh, would you do another one? And he and he said, I'm, I don't know if I I'm going in the hospital, and he didn't come out, so. Um, it's a bittersweet um, addition to our, to our next album. Um, sad, but um, I feel honored that he's that to have done anything with him. Hmm. I think uh, to lighten the mood, we should play another track. 
Yes, and what could be lighter than Beast? <laughs> that was no, beast, you're going to hear what I'm talking about, about the pedal boards on the bass. There's a, right. The bass tone is is, is um, not, not your typical bass tone. Actually, the, the title just attracted me. Um, I, I have this large, uh, really stupid dog that uh, he has an official name, but I, I just call him Dog Dude. Uh, and I had a dog named Doodles. <laughs> and I called her the Dude. I called her Dude all the time. That's so funny. That's amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Dude. I used to go to the Dude. I used to call her Doggy Doodle. That was funny. <laughs> usually, when he's being bad, you know, which is quite often, I, I just refer to him as Beast. Come on, okay, beast. this is for him. This was for him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's you tell me if, it's, it. if it makes you think.
sure. I, I, I will concede that is metal. Yeah, but but you know that you know I just I, as I was listening to, it, I was going. The the problem with it being metal is that the bass uh, effects make it almost impossible to play power chords over it because it takes up so much room. So that in that way, it's like doing what the guitars do in metal. It's playing the thickness of the riff comes from the bass, and those guys are are you know in the upper register more uh, than, than most metal bands. Um, in that way, I, I think it's a little different. I, I, I haven't heard anything quite like it. Um, and, and that's respect. As a bass player listening, you know, it's like the, the it, it can't, it's hard to play power chords to those pedals. It would just be, be a mess, I think. Look, let's, um, look, let's talk about... So this breaks the, one of the rules there, I so. say. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think there were any rules when it came to metal. Um, Good. <laughs> let's talk about these pedals. Tell us. Oh God! Don't ask me the names of them. What they do. I, they're all downstairs. I just got a new whole board put together by by a guy. You know what? I started using the the, the talk box just yesterday. I got my third pedal board. And um, I'm sure some of it will be on the on the, thir- on the second uh, Wrecking Company album. The, the talk box that Peter Frampton used, that, you know, you put the hose in your mouth and, uh, with the microphone next to it, and, and, and you, you play, you move your mouth around, and it makes, you, it makes kind of bizarre sounds. Oh, my God. That, that alone was, was, was amazing. Uh, I got a guy named Tom Peck out here in Long Island. He sells them all over the world. He, he's one of the premier pedal board makers. And he's in a band called Stanton Anderson Band, which were huge out here in Long Island when I was a kid. They One of the, one of the almost made it bands on Long Island. He still plays with them. Uh, but um, he, he, he makes pedal boards. And I, I don't know why I waited so long to get a professional one. I was trying, I, I kept trying to hobble them together myself, and they were they were so iffy that I never really used them much, because they, you'd have everything working, and then you get out and it wouldn't work on the day that you wanted it to. But but, what, but the way they make them is they, they you don't touch the pedal with your foot. You, you, there's a, a row of buttons that are attached to the pedal boards that turn them off and on, so you don't break them. You know, which is tends to happen a lot when you're stepping on something all the time. So I have professional pedal boards now. <laughs> but the, it's the choice of pedals that I use that make them make make me seem like a kind of a kind of a weirdo, I guess. <laughs> okay, um, I'm looking at the uh, time, and I'm looking at the rain pouring down. Yo, which is that's a song. That's a song right there. I'm looking at the time and I'm looking at the rain pouring down. That's beautiful. You're in Mississippi. You need some old, old guy sitting on a porch to write something around that one. I, I'm an old guy. No, well, you need a, you need a resonator guitar and a corn cob pipe, and you need to write that song on your porch. I'm looking at the time. I'm looking at the rain pouring down. <laughs> The only problem is, uh, 
the only thing I, the only keyboards I can play are the, are the ones attached to my computer. Well, you need. Well, you know, hey, listen. I need. I. I, I need a crew. I, I. make music in 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 um, in collaboration with people. You know, um, that's okay. You 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 came up with the idea. That's yours. You need, <laughs> just, no shame in passing it on to somebody else to flesh it out. You know. It's all yours. <laughs> it's called a group. You know, a group. <laughs> Sometimes people don't get their due in a group; they don't get the attention they deserve. But I want to—it's uh, usually the bass player, right? <laughs> I made up for it by always being the loudest dressed and have the the biggest hairdo. You know, most most of my life. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with big hair. I haven't got it anymore. I haven't got a big hair anymore, but I, I'm amazingly I still have some at my at my age, uh, so I'm, I'm happy about that. <laughs> so, but you don't need it. You don't need it to be great. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm looking at the clock. Uh, that wicked witch is back, whining okay. at me. Hey, listen, it's been great talking to you. You made it really easy. I love I love talking to you. <laughs> hey, like I said before we went on air, we should just start our own program. I've got your number now, and and, and I want to go to Mississippi. I really do. I'm, I'm going to call you. Okay. I might pop over there and say how you want it. Don't be surprised. I don't know what you are. You closer to Vegas or New York? Yeah. Kind of in the middle, I'm, right? <laughs> well, I'm 50 miles north of um, uh, New Orleans. Okay. Wow, that'd be a, that'd be a fun visit, New Orleans, and then uh, and then uh, Mississippi. I've never been to Mississippi. I've got to go there. So okay. much music. So much music. <laughs> this has been delightful. Um, let's talk again soon. Please. And thank you for playing my music on the, uh, our music on the on the radio, on the um, on the airwaves. <laughs> I really appreciate <laughs> this it. Is Simon, this is Simon Barrett wishing everyone. A happy, uh, healthy, and safe week. We'll be back again uh, soon with another edition of the Week in Review.